Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jason Sobel, senior writer for the Action Network, uh, at uh, Jason Sobel, T-A-N, is where you can find him on Twitter. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing well. We got golf on the horizon. The memorial is going to shuttle in different spectators. Uh, but we're crossing our fingers here in the state of Wisconsin because the Ryder Cup is on the horizon, and we're not quite sure uh, whether or not it's going to take place, and if so, with fans. And so what are you hearing right now? Let's start with what's going on in our backyard in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, so what we've heard from players, uh, Rory McIlroy has been very vocal about it, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm sort of, uh, joined the chorus yesterday, which is they don't want to play the Ryder Cup without fans behind the gallery ropes. It kills the atmosphere. And quite frankly, I think we all understand this. Uh, I think we all know that unlike every other golf tournament, the Ryder Cup needs that type of environment around it. That said, we also understand that uh, this is big business. Most businesses have been greatly impacted over the last three months with everything going on in the world. And uh, if the PGA of America and the European Tour who won the Ryder Cup need to get 80 cents, 90 cents on the dollar, and they need to run this thing and, and have it played this year, uh, then, then they might have to do it. And, and I think it's going to be very intriguing sort of who wins. I've been calling it a power struggle. It's probably not the right way to put it because uh, I don't think that they're going to hold the event and basically force the hand of the players if the players don't want to play. I don't think the players are going to hold out or going to skip the event if they do decide to play without fans. My hope is the same that everyone involved has, which is hopefully they can play the event, hopefully all the players uh, involved can, can compete, and hopefully there are fans there, and hopefully it looks just like every other Ryder Cup that we see every two years. But that all remains to be seen. I, I was going to say, right now, we just don't know. Um, do you think that if fan, if they can't put a full gallery out there, do they cancel this thing and put it off for a year? Or do you think that if they can put any fans in the stands, they're going to do it and they're just going to say, here's what it is? Again, I, I think it matters 
just how strongly opposed the players are. I mean, you know, no one's really said, I won't play. No one has come out and said, if they have a Ryder Cup without fans, I will not be there. Absolutely not. It's not the right thing to do. They've said, I don't want to play in a Ryder Cup without fans. And so it's a little bit different. And I think that there will be conversations, there will be discussions between the organizing bodies and the players involved. And I don't think there's going to be anything contentious. I don't anticipate a situation where they say, hey, we're playing this thing with or without you guys. And the top eight players on the U.S. and European teams say, you know what? That's fine. We're not coming. And, and basically we're getting second-tier players competing in a Ryder Cup without fans. I don't think it's going to come to that level of uh, you know distrust between the two parties. But I think they have to work together. And look, if the PGA of America and the European Tour say to the players, look, we understand. We want fans as much as you do. We're losing money on this deal, but uh, we have to play it this year. It's really the only option for us. I, I think the players will show up and we'll have a Ryder Cup without fans or with limited fans. But again, it's all just a guess. Uh, I'm expected to know more later this month. I think within the next three or four weeks, we should know more about sort of uh, whether we'll see uh, a Ryder Cup this year, whether we'll see a Ryder Cup with fans this year. And um, uh, again, I just hope that it can be as normal a situation as we've come to know over the years as it can be. Talking with Jason Sobel, senior writer for the Action Network, and uh, you can find him on Twitter at Jason Sobel, uh, T A N. The uh, now explain why Steve Stricker, who gets his twelve choices, uh, is going from four to six captains now. Just because I don't think there's enough of a built-in point system to really get a good look at, at who deserves it, and I think it's probably the right move. Uh, in normal years, we would see. The major championships for the off years count towards those points, and then everything uh, during the current year count towards it. And that's what it'll still be for the top six. But I still think there's now a little more wiggle room for Stricker to uh, pick some guys who maybe didn't play that well this year, but are are trending in the right direction, or you know maybe were hurt by that missed time those three months of the tour was off and. Uh, and they could have played better. Uh, what's surprising to me is the fact that so many people out there are in favor of not only six picks, but even more. I, I've seen people on social media today saying, man, he, he should have 12 picks. He's the captain. He should be able to put the team together however he wants. How, how quickly we forget two years ago at Le Golf National in Paris, Jim Furyk took four picks and was roundly criticized afterwards for not having the right picks for that golf course. So uh, be careful what you wish for here. Uh, Steve Stricker is a very smart guy. You guys know Steve. I, I have no mm-hmm. doubt that Steve will put together a, a very good team going to Whistling Straits, but it's just strange to me how people have gone in the other direction with, hey, I want lots of captain's picks as opposed to guys qualifying for the team. The, uh, the golf world is about to get back underway. We know that the Memorial is going to hold a lottery for, for fans. And, uh, but, but, but golf has is, is got a weird time coming up because they're all kind of their own team. They're independent contractors, so to speak. And even the broadcasts are going to be a lot different. Uh, how much do you think – because I don't – unlike other games, other sports, it will be really weird without fans and cheering and, and you know, fans actually affecting the game. How much, if at all, do you think the game of golf, the sport of golf, becomes affected by this? 
I don't think it's very much. Uh, you know, 99.9% of us when we're watching a golf tournament are watching on TV and not at that specific venue on a weekly basis anyway. So, yeah, it might feel almost a little intrusive as if we're watching uh, their Tuesday money game back at their home club and we're kind of spying on them a little bit as they're going out and playing golf. But other than maybe the winning putt on a Sunday afternoon, I really don't think it's going to change the way we watch broadcasts, change the way we view golf at all. I think it's going to be pretty similar. It might be a little different if Tiger Woods does indeed come back next week and seeing Tiger play in front of uh, very limited galleries, really only volunteers and tournament officials, maybe a couple of media people out there. I, I, I think that will be a little strange to see Tiger, uh, certainly players, um, on any Sunday afternoon making a winning putt and having a very small smattering of applause when they win a golf tournament will be strange, especially if it does indeed happen to major, at a major championship. And as we talked about the Ryder Cup, which cho- totally changes the entire dynamic. But uh, when you turn on the television uh, early afternoon on Thursday to watch the opening round from Colonial and you see some guys hitting shots without any fans in the background, uh, I don't think we're really going to notice it too much. Here's here's a question for you because I and I don't really know the answer, but my assumption might be wrong. Golf, probably more so than just about any other sport, relies more on the television packages and the sponsorship there than it does on the gate. Correct? I mean, I think the city itself suffers because they don't get the people that come, the influx of people that come for the tournaments. But I think when it comes to the world of golf, that's just uh, that's more strictly sponsorships and not as much gate, right? You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, this will hurt over the next three or four weeks the local economies, which, you know, okay, there are people that come in from out of town. Now there's still players and caddies and tournament officials who are staying in hotels and getting takeout from restaurants and those kind of things. But, no, there's not going to be the the local business that they normally do at at a tournament that has uh, 25,000 people, 50,000 people there on a daily basis. But, um, yeah, no, as, as far as the tickets itself, uh, ticket sales, um, it's a little boost for the tournament. It's a little boost for the tour, but it, it pales in comparison greatly to the TV rights holder deals and things like that, digital rights and other uh, sources of revenue for the tour. Jason, great stuff. I appreciate it. It's going to be interesting. And then maybe uh, in a few weeks when we finally hear more definitive uh, details coming out about the Ryder Cup, we'll touch base with you again then, okay? Sounds great. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Jason Sobel, Senior Golf Writer for the Action Network, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.